Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the club. How are you today? Now, what I want to talk about today are the top 10 health game changers. Actually, I have 11. Just consider a little bonus. It's really hard to narrow things down. But why I wanted to talk about this today or kind of how it came about is that I started putting together this list. I call it my my master wellness and supplement list. And I, what I wanted was just to put together, you know, a couple page resource of all of the, the steps and the supplements or, the, or the, the bigger overarching steps and supplements that I use with somebody for the most common, you know, health issues that somebody might come to me for, you know, say for digestion or maybe adrenals or just some maybe the first stages of some hormonal issues. And so I wanted to kind of have just this one resource go to that I could easily look at for myself, like here's everything in one place, but also to share with you. So now that I'm not working, I'm not taking on any new one-on-one clients outside of the Christian Health Club, I have plenty of people in there to keep me busy. Um, They are my client membership group. That's who I focus on. Um, And so that means that um, I'm still working with one-on-one people, but it's less. And my time is, you know, I only have so much time. So that's kind of why why I've moved in this direction. I want to help more people at once. And so with that, I thought that putting this list together would be helpful so that I could share with them and with you to kind of get you started. If you need somewhere to start with digestion or you know, helping to boost your immune system, something like that, that you would have a resource to go to to look at. And so I started putting this list together and you will, you can find it on the website. It is at thechristiannutritionist.com backslash master list. But as I was putting it together, you know, I had to start with the disclaimer that, hey, um, you know, you can take all the supplements in the world, but if you're not doing the foundational things for your body, just hitting those, those really foundational needs that your body requires, the the things that will never change about your body. I always say the needs of your body will never change. And there's some very foundational things to address with the body that no supplement is going to take care of if you're not already doing these steps. And so I thought, okay, we'll put together these, this kind of top 10 biggest game changers when it comes to health. Uh, The first five uh, really specifically deal with nutrition and the others five, actually six are more lifestyle. And so put together, I feel like if you will make sure and address these, it will really address so many of the health 
issues or conditions that you might be experiencing. And then if you're doing all of this and you still need help, supplemental support, other ideas, then you go to the list and consider incorporating some of those. So that's what we're going to go over today, the top game changers, in my opinion, that I've seen um, that are most important for the body. And so we will just dive in with numero uno, okay, which is the most common nutritional deficiency in the United States. Do you know what that is? Give a little Jeopardy song. Do, 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 do. What do you think it is? It's water. Water is the most common nutritional deficiency in the United States. And I know it is so basic to say, drink your water. But are you doing it? Are you doing it? Are you getting enough? The rule of thumb is to drink half of your body weight in ounces of water per day. So if you are a 150 pound woman, you want to aim for about 75 ounces of water. Now you don't want to exceed much more than 100 ounces of water in a day. Um, again, it depends on your weight and such. And if, if you sweat a lot, if you, if you work outside in the heat, those are all some variables. But you, you can drink too much water which will flush out too many electrolytes and create an imbalance. So um, you do have to take that into consideration. But the thing to remember is that water makes up about 60% of our total body mass. And, you know, it kind of mirrors the same way that the water takes up the, how much water is on the planet. It's a about that much. You know, I always love making those connections of our body in relation to creation. So I think that's kind of interesting that the the weight of water of our body is similar to the 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 percentage of water on the planet. Okay, but what does water do for us? Well, it helps transport nutrients, flush toxins, remove waste, regulate body temperature, absorb shock to the joints and organs. It lubricates and cushions the organs. Those are just a few things. And if the body's water content drops as little as 2%, it will cause fatigue. A drop of 10% will cause significant health problems to digestive, cardiovascular, immune, and musculoskeletal systems. And a loss greater than 10% of water in the body it can cause death. Some of the early signs of dehydration are fatigue, anxiety, irritability, depression, cravings, cramps, and headaches. And some of the more mature signs of dehydration include heartburn, joint pain, back pain, migraines, fibromyalgia, constipation, and colitis. That is a lot of symptoms <laughs> and problems. And people go to doctors and spend hundreds, thousands of dollars to try to figure out what's wrong, you know, on medications, on testing, when perhaps the simple place they need to start is getting enough water 
that could wipe out a lot of your issue right there. I mean, I feel like we could stop the podcast right here. And if you just did that, if you really were intentional about hydrating yourself and getting enough water in the day, that is going to be a huge game changer. You'd feel so much better. One of the first lessons that we talk about in Feast to Fast is to make sure and drink water first thing in the morning. Water before coffee. Water before coffee, y'all. Don't let acidic coffee be the first thing that splashes your body, your organs. You want to get up, drink water, and help your body flush out those toxins that it's been pooling together over the night. Remember that when we're sleeping, our body's working hard to detoxify. So we want to get up. We want to use the bathroom, help get all those toxins out. We need enough water. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, avoid inflammatory oils. This is nothing new. You've heard me say this before. Oils like soybean, cottonseed, canola, vegetable oil, corn oil, sunflower, safflower, grapeseed oil, all of these can be extremely inflammatory to the body. I always say, you've heard me say, if you only listen to one piece of advice that I give you, please do this. I mean, it's all important, but this is serious stuff. You know, these are all oils that came on the scene that were introduced into our food supply relatively recently, like in the last hundred years or so. I mean, that's pretty recent in the grand scheme of things, right? So they've only really come on the scene in the last hundred years, but consumption of these oils has skyrocketed in the last 50 years, which coincides with a lot of lifestyle health problems like obesity, diabetes, and cardiovascular disease that have become so prevalent in our society and didn't used to be such a crisis. The problem is that they are inflammatory at a cellular level. You know, our cell membranes are made of fatty acids. And so whatever fatty acids you're choosing to put in your body to build your cell membranes is going to affect the integrity of your health at a cellular level. And these are not the ones you want building your cell membranes. And cellular inflammation can manifest in different ways for different people. But one thing that's being talked about more and more in the holistic health scene is how these oils negatively impact the mitochondria in our cells. Remember that the mitochondria are the energy makers, you know, within our cells. And if they can't do their job, it's like the whole factory shuts down. You know, like the factory being one of the organs in our body. Now, one thing I've been hearing a lot of information on and how these can lead to mitochondrial breakdown um, is in the adipocytes, you know, your fat cells, and that how these inflammatory oils can essentially kind of, quote unquote, break their function, meaning your body, your cells would be somewhat confused about how to utilize fatty acids and fat your body will store more fat and burn less fat due to this mitochondrial breakdown and this poor signaling, kind of breaks the the signaling, like, hey, burn fat. 
So I would say if weight loss is a goal, you want to avoid these oils like the plague. Remember that fat is considered an organ in the body. It is an endocrine organ, part of the hormonal system. You know, we know that fat produces leptin. Remember, that's the put down the fork, sister, hormone. Stop eating. But too much fat on the body produces too much leptin, which also messes up your body's signaling system. Your cells can become leptin resistant, like they can become insulin resistant, which means they're no longer accepting that message that you're full. So, you know, you don't get the message to put down the fork. Your fat as an endocrine organ also produces estrogen, which means if you are carrying around more fat than is healthy, you can overproduce estrogen, become estrogen dominant, and your whole hormone system just goes wackadoodle. We have to remember that our adipocytes are not just fat globs hanging around on the body. They are a live, active, productive member of your body's society. And we need their messaging system to work well so that they can work well with the rest of the body. But these inflammatory oils will throw all of that off. And even if weight is not a problem, these oils will keep the fire of inflammation burning in your body. You know, I know plenty of thin people who may look healthy on the outside, but inside their body is on fire. You know, they are experiencing all kinds of health issues. And these oils just fan the flame of whatever genetic tendency that you may have or another person may have. You know, you can look at a thin person like, oh, they must be healthy. And that is not true. But whatever that genetic tendency may be, you know, whether it's arthritis or cancer or heart disease. I'm not saying these oils directly cause it, but I am saying it is pouring buckets of gasoline on it when you ingest them in your body. We know that heart disease is the number one killer in the United States, and everyone looks to cholesterol numbers as an indicator, right? Well, cholesterol is part of your body's repair system. So if cholesterol is high, if it's showing up a lot, there's a reason. It's trying to come to the aid of something wrong in the body. It's coming to help put out the fire. So getting mad at cholesterol is like getting mad at your fireman. You know, don't blame the fireman for showing up to try to help put out the fire. Blame the fire. What caused the house to be on fire? Again, I'm not saying it's solely these oils but they are fanning the flame of your house fire. And when it comes to a nutritional dietary support for high cholesterol, I'm not going to tell you to stop eating eggs. I mean, not even. I'm going to tell you to stop eating something that's not been in our food system for eons, like these oils, right? Eggs have been in our food system for forever, right? These oils are the new kids on the block. They're the bad kids in the neighborhood, (laughs) you know? And like I said, they suspiciously coincide with the rise of all of the most devastating health conditions that we face today. Ooh, this makes me fired up. I just so happen to be right in the middle of the cardiovascular system um, in my nutritional blood chemistry class, you know, the blood of humans. And so I just, these oils, oh, 
it devastates me. I remember when I first went through training at NTA, the Nutritional Therapy Association, and I learned about these oils. And it would stress me out. I remember being at this little Mexican restaurant in South Texas with my family, and we ordered chips like we always do. And it, it was, I could feel the feeling in my body, like my heart, like beating fast of stress, like we're running our cell membranes, you know? I mean, sometimes ignorance is bliss. So sorry to bust that for you. Um, and, you know, I've had to I had to overcome just the stress of that that kind of food stress. You know, when I first learned all of these things, it was stressful because I l- looked at how we were eating or I looked around at how my friends are eating, my family, people I love. And I, I, I can see with my nutritional eyes what it's doing to the body and it's stressful, you know, because I just want people to be healthy and okay. And so it's, you know, we have to, we've got to balance these things out. I mean, yes, sometimes I still eat chips when I go to the Mexican restaurant. So I'm not saying that, but when you are at home, don't use these. Have some quality control at home for sure. Avoid these like the plague. You want to focus on things like olive oil, coconut oil, real butter, things that have been in the food supply are historically um, have been historically available to mankind for use right so that's what we want to focus on okay I mean y'all I'm sorry each of these (laughs) each of these steps these game changers I could spend an entire podcast on so I'll try not to go too in depth on each one Um, we'll just try to hit the high points here but Ooh, they're so important. Okay, this next one, actually number three and number four are a little bit more number specific than I like to get. You know how I don't like to count things, but I know that you need something to go off of, a place to start. And so I'm getting a little specific with numbers in these next two. Number three, game changer. Eat 70 to 90 grams of protein a day or on most days. Okay, for me, because I don't count. Now, that's not to say that in the past, I haven't weighed out some protein to get a feel for what this looks like, you know, to get a sense, but I do not weigh my protein every day. Mm -mm. Or as you know, log into my fitness pal. If you do, that's fantastic. But I don't. So what that looks like for me is getting protein at almost every meal. You know, it's a big chunk of my plate. I've shared here before, you know, that protein is the macronutrient that I think about first when I'm planning a meal. And it's the macro that I have taught my kids to prioritize. You know, of course, I don't say it like that to them, like, you know, prioritize this macronutrient, but I'm always prompting them to to eat their protein, eat your protein, build your muscles, build your body. And yes, I push that even over the vegetables. Um, I mean, I want them to eat their vegetables and I'm telling them to eat those as well. But protein is going to give them and to give you the most bang for your buck as far as what it delivers to your body. Because not only do good quality proteins have the amino acids that you need, but it's going to have vitamins and minerals um, also to help your body. 
And it's the macro that's going to make you feel the most full. It's the most satiating. It's the macro that builds your body, your body structure, your muscles, you know, to your skin, to your hair, to your bones. It's what gives you your structure. Proteins from animal sources give us the most efficient delivery of amino acids. Those are the building blocks of the body. The delivery system of proteins from carbohydrates is not nearly as efficient. You know, if someone comes to me wanting help nutritionally for anxiety or depression, one of the first things I'm thinking about from a nutrition standpoint is are they getting enough amino acids to make neurotransmitters? And then the second thing I'm thinking is are they digesting well to break down the proteins to be able to use the amino acids? So, you know, if you're aiming for a number, you want protein to be about 70, 90 grams on most days. Some professionals say even higher, especially when weight loss and building muscle are goals. Okay, and protein is the macronutrient that should stay most steady in your diet. You know, around 20 to 30% of your food intake should come from protein. It's the carbs and the fats that are going to be the variables, you know, that you can tweak the numbers. But that protein is your steady eddy. Now, I do believe in protein cycling, which means occasionally lowering your protein intake to allow the body to do some inner cleanup. And that's why I build the seasonal detoxes into the Christian Health Club's annual schedule. So at least four times a year, we're going to do a three-day lower protein plan, which is a good change up for the body, you know, on occasion. But for most of the year, most of the time, we're going to get a nice steady intake of protein for health. And so if you'll do that, that can be a game changer for you. Okay, and speaking of the macro numbers, so like I said, um, number four is also around numbers, and that is to keep carbs around 75 grams or under on most days. All right. Now, like I just mentioned, proteins are your steady macro, and carbs and fats are going to have more variable to them. So this is not necessarily a hard and fast number that you stay at for the rest of your life. You know, in Feast to Fast, we work within a few carb ranges, but most days we're keeping it under 75 grams. On feast days, we increase that number and it all works to to train the body for metabolic flexibility, which is our goal in Feast to Fast. You know, one of the main reasons I created Feast to Fast is because so many of my clients... I would say 90% of people, of clients that I would have fill out the nutritional assessment would come back and blood sugar dysregulation would come up as a major problem on almost everybody, not everybody, but almost everybody. And so not surprisingly, the health issues that they were facing were weight problems, low energy, crazy cravings, poor sleep. And so much of that is due to the amount of carbs and the type of carbs that they were eating. And so what was happening, you know, I found myself repeating the same information, you know, day after day to all the individual clients. And that's when I was like, there's got to be a better, more efficient way. (laughs) How do I get to Dallas to Houston more efficiently? You know, really, I just, 
I want to help more people with this. And if I could just get to more people at one time with this information, it could change so many more lives for the better than I am able to do um, with just one person at a time. And so that was one of the initial impetuses, you know, that made me want to create Beast of Fast. You know, I'm like, give me a month, spend a month with me, and I will teach you how to rein these carbs in to manageable, but also enjoyable, doable levels. And a big part of that is keeping carbs at around that 75 gram number on most days. You know, it's lower carb, it's not too low carb. Now, I would say if you are eating, if your diet is just consisting of real food carbs, which are vegetables and fruits, you know, in Feast of Fast, we we systematically go through levels of carbs, real food carbs, whole food carbs, heck yeah carbs. Real food carbs are what I consider the ones okay for sugar detox. Those are, you know, fruits and vegetables, things that God, you know, put originally in the earth, grow in nature. Um, and those are the most healthful carbs we can eat. And if, if that's all you're eating, you can stand more carbs in your diet for sure. But most of us are not just eating real food carbs. We're also maybe having some whole food carbs, maybe like oatmeal, you know, or rice. And then, you know, our heck yeahs, the cookies, the wine, the chips. And so with that being the case, we do need to be mindful of those of those carb numbers a little bit. Um, and that is why in Feast of Fast, really the only thing we're looking at are carbs um, and just trying to keep those within certain ranges so that our body is not overwhelmed with sugar and carbohydrate energy and so that our body knows how to burn fat, right? Because too many carbs, your body's going to be a sugar burner. It has no need to burn fat when it's got all the sugar energy coming in. And so if you, again, will keep your carbs, you know, within these reasonable ranges, it can be huge game changer. Okay, number five on the list is to eat leafy greens and or cruciferous veggies on a daily basis. And by cruciferous, I mean like broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels, cabbage. You know, now I want you to eat any vegetables. Any vegetables would be great, right? Just eat some vegetables. But I think that the the dark leafy greens... And the cruciferous veggies can really, really impact our health for the better. You know, and those cruciferous veggies can help our bodies, especially as women, um, help us detoxify estrogen a little bit more efficiently, you know, naturally. And so that is something helpful that we could all use, right? We want to detoxify well. We want to detoxify those excess hormones so we don't become estrogen dominant. But the leafy greens, the cruciferous veggies, get those in. You know, for somebody that's not eating veggies at all, just start, just say, I'm going to have one cup. I'm going to have one cup of these veggies a day. I'm going to have a salad. I'm going to have, you know, some steamed broccoli with some butter on it. Yes, put, you know, if you put a healthy fat with your veggies, it can help the body better assimilate the nutrients. Isn't that fabulous news? So please put some olive oil or some butter on your broccoli, your cauliflower, your brussels, your cabbage, 
but don't you be putting those nasty oils on there. Do you know what breaks my heart is to see somebody make a big, beautiful salad and then pour dressing with cotton seed or soybean oil on there because that's what most of the the salad dressings that you're going to find on the shelves, that is what they have. And it's just pouring poison on your salad. It just negates anything that you think that salad's doing for you. Please, this is, this is, I'm serious here. Just avoid those salad dressings. I, um, you know, I have really just taken to using a really good olive oil, extra virgin olive oil, maybe a little squeeze of half a lemon and some really good salt and just tossing that with my salad. But you know, if you're on the go, you need more of, you need a bottled salad, salad dressing. I like Primal Kitchen. Um, they make some good salad dressings um, with healthier oils. And so that's what I would go to if you need something bottled. Okay, so that takes care of our top five health game changers. Those were all specifically nutrition related. These next five or are more lifestyle. They're, you know, definitely health practices, but having to do more with lifestyle. So the first one is to spend time with God. Spend time in God's word. Remember a few weeks ago, we recently, um, we were talking about stewarding our time, you know, time management. So it's a good time to check in with you. How is that going for you? Is one of the things that you have scheduled in making time for is time with God, whether it's two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, a half hour, just to kind of be quiet with him and pray, uh, meditate on his word, read his word. It's a game changer. It is a game changer. When I don't make time for that, my day just feels so much more chaotic. You know, those times if I get up and I, I'm just like, oh, I'm so busy. I have to start work. You know, I have to start like checking email or I need to work on writing something, you know, and it's almost like I'm starting in reactive mode. But if you get up and start proactively with God, there is that peace that just sets the tone for your whole day. If you remember who's in charge, if you remember who loves you, who has good plans for you, who's going to take care of things, you know, it's just, ah, it just makes me want to take a deep breath. It just is such a beautiful way to start the day, to honor him, to honor the blessings in your life before your day gets chaotic and it helps your day be less chaotic. It's like strapping on the armor of God before you go into the day, no matter what it's going to bring, but it will bring less chaos for you if you start time with him and asking him about your schedule for the day. What is most important? What can I let go of? What, what do you need me to focus on today? So if that hasn't made it into your schedule yet here in the middle of January, know rethink that just kind of reboot yourself and make that a priority number one okay the next one the next lifestyle game changer get 10,000 steps a day now this is really just one that is saying hey exercise whatever that is for you whatever that movement is for you that you love that you enjoy that you will do consistently do it 
But I think this idea of getting 10,000 steps daily, just moving, reminding us that we need to move and not, not just sitting all day and then designating one hour to get up and you know, erratically move your body. I think this is a, a recipe for um, injury, right? And that's what so many of us do. We sit most of the day and then we just go hammer it out on the Peloton or at, you know, or our HIIT workout or lifting weights or, uh, you know, like a Shanti video or whatever you're doing. You're just like, boom, you're just killing it in this in this one hour workout when you're sitting the rest of the day, that is that is hard on your body. Your body needs more movement during the day. So if you'll count your steps and, and know you're getting movement in addition to maybe those extra concentrated times of exercise, then um, that's going to do your health right. I always think about how often Jesus and the disciples and just people of that time period walked, simply walked. Or how you know active the women would have been in their in their daily lives and their daily chores. They moved naturally throughout the day. You know they didn't have workout videos or wads or pelotons or bar classes. They they would do what I would call functional exercise, just by the nature of the way they had to live, and get to places or build things, move things, the chores that he would have had to do, but they would have used their body naturally in a functional way. So, you know, we have more modern conveniences that take the place of a lot of those things, but don't, that doesn't mean that our body doesn't need to move more fluidly throughout the day instead of just getting 30 minutes or an hour of exercise. And so get, get your 10,000 steps, um, if you'll at least do that, that's going to be huge. You know, now when I talk to, um, I'm not a fitness professional, but, you know, I read up a lot about a lot of this stuff. And remember, I had my friend and former New York City Rockette and the owner of several studios in Austin, my friend Jennifer McCamish. We did a podcast together. And I think that You know, what we talked about, and I think what most fitness professionals will tell you is that a mix of cardio and strength training is what is ideal. Um, But, you know, exercise is going to help stabilize your blood sugar. It's going to help avoid insulin resistance. It's going to get your lymphatic system moving. It's going to build muscle, help build bones. You know, for all of those women um, worried about osteoporosis, you got to do some strength training, you know, to help to help build those bones and keep those bones strong. It, you know, exercise releases endorphins. It's a, it's a stress reliever. And so it's just, it's so wonderful for your body. Make sure that you're moving. Big game changer. Okay, the next one. Number three on the list of lifestyle game changers. Get seven to nine hours of sleep. You've got to get your sleep. You know, when reading that book, Stewarding Life, I loved that book, you know, that we talked about in the time management podcast. Um, you know, not only is just sleep at night important, this this rest, um, but I just love how often it talks it talked about and it's made it more apparent to me now when I have been reading scripture, how often Jesus retreated just for rest and refreshment. I mean, he needed that to recharge. So, you know, in addition to getting sleep at night, 
also taking that time with the Father, you know, to spend the time with the Lord each day. That is rest, resting in him, retreating from kind of all the crazy of the world, even if it's just sitting in quiet, you know, take time for rest and recharge. You just, you cannot serve well if you are just emptying yourself all the time. And that, that rest time will fill you back up. And we know that when we're sleeping is when our bodies come alive to recharge it's when it's detoxifying when we're sleeping our bodies come alive and their detoxification it is cleaning up the system um, it's when you know when children we're I'm always telling our kids you know they don't want to go to bed we're pretty big sticklers and always have been about our kids going to sleep and even you know <laughs> y'all know that I go to bed like at a ridiculous hour but by a lot of people's standards we probably make our kids go to bed at a ridiculous hour I mean our oldest is 15 and, you know, on school night, we're like lights out by 830. He's like, mom, my friends stay up till 10 and 11. I'm like, well, good for them. We don't do that here. But I remind them, you know, their bodies grow while they're sleeping. I mean, that's when the body is doing so much work. And if you miss out on that sleeping time, you are missing out on so much important detoxification and resetting of everything, the brain, your hormones, you, you know, the way that your body, um, your me- metabolism, all of it is doing a lot of work in the night. And so if you're not getting enough sleep, you're cutting yourself short of all of that time. And, and that will accumulate, you know, that will add up to a way that will just wreck your health. I mean, sleep is as important as food. A hundred percent. I'd say sleep and good nutrition are, you know, really the top two. You know, exercise would come under that and um, some other things. But that's, sleep is huge. Make that a priority for yourself to get in bed at a certain time and try to do that somewhat regularly. You know, I mean, keep that bedtime consistent. It's better for your body. Okay, the next one, you may not be expecting this one to be on the list. It is to sit while you're eating. Sit your booty down. Not the first time I've said it here, not the last. If you are a person that is around me in person, (laughs) then you know, I've probably told you to sit down (laughs) while you're eating. It's like one of those lovingly annoying things about me that if I'm with you, please sit down. It hurts my heart. Kind of the same way that, you know, the chips did in the beginning when I was worried about all the oils, which I'm still worried about. And I will still remind people of that as well. But um, now it, it, like even right now, I'm like waving my hand back and forth. It's like, <laughs> gives me stress when I see people standing and eating because I know their bodies are not digesting what they're eating well. You know, even if you're eating like the most beautiful meal, beautiful salad or all that great protein, but if you're not sitting down, your body is not in the position to release all of the gastric juices, the enzymes, the things it needs to break down the food. So when I work with somebody who's experiencing any digestive problems, bloating, 
constipation, diarrhea, whatever it is, gas, burping, acid reflux, anything, this is the first piece of advice I'm going to give you. Sit down while you eat. You've got to start bringing yourself into that parasympathetic state. Remember, that means the relaxed state. That's where we do our digesting, not in the sympathetic state. That's more of our flight or fight or flight state, you know, our go, go, go. Our body is not ready to receive a food in that state. If you're standing, if you're in a hurry, if you're stressed, if you're on the move, your body's like, whoa, we got things to do. We ain't got time to be digesting all this food, so we don't need to waste our time releasing all of these gastric juices and enzymes and such to break down food. We don't have time to use energy for that. We got to use all of our energy for all of these. She busy, all the other things she got to do, right? So no, you have to take the time to sit down. Take a deep breath. Say grace over your meal. I don't know of anything, honestly, that will bring you into that parasympathetic, that relaxed state than just saying thank you God for this food it just it's an immediate you know switches gears for you so if you will do that you will digest your food so much better we always talk about digestion as a north to south process if things aren't working well in the north they're going to be all messed up by the time they get down to your you know your bowels your lower intestine in the south so you've got to sit down that's just one of the very basic things and so I put that on here as a game changer because that alone can change your digestive health if you will sit down take a deep breath thank God for your food chew well mm, huge so helpful for your digestive system okay number five on this the top lifestyle game changers is to fast. You know I love it. Fast for 12 to 16 hours. Now, I've done several podcasts on this, on fasting. I think my very first podcast was on fasting. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and just cut me some slack. It's been a, it's been an evolution here. It's been <laughs> try doing this podcast. I can't, I couldn't go back and listen to those first ones if I tried. I would just be cringing. But anyway, thank you for your grace um, as I as I continue to do this podcast and figure all of this stuff out. But fasting is amazing. It improves metabolic flexibility. And that's our number one goal in Feast to Fast. It reduces inflammation. It helps repair your mitochondria. It improves cognitive function. It's, it does so many things for your body. And if you simply make it your goal to fast 12 to 16 hours a day. So in Feast of Fast, that is our range. You know, I don't say you have to fast for 16 hours every single day of your life. Because sometimes that just doesn't, that doesn't work. I mean, you can, and that would be great. And I do tell people if, um, you know, if, if you're experiencing a lot of health problems, you're overweight and you have um, you know, quite a bit of weight to lose that the closer you are to those 16 hours, the the better it's going to be for you, the, the more efficient, the more quickly you're going to experience change in the body. And so go for that. For somebody like me, um, you know, pretty healthy, good weight, 
Um, I fast more like 14 hours on average, but anywhere in that 12 to 16 hour range, you know, and it's just going to depend on the week. You know, I fast less on the weekends when I'm just a little bit more kicked back. You know, we might be grilling out at the ranch or I might be having wine and that kind of takes my my night a little later than it might during the week. And so it just varies per my lifestyle. You know, I make it work with my schedule, which is a huge component of Feast of Fast. We've got to make all of these things, whether it's your carbs or your fasting, we've got to make it work for your real life because if it doesn't, you're not going to stick with it. So, um, but if you fast, it is a game changer for your health. Some people even just start with this, you know, like before they can even get going with the food, you know, they can't, they can't get the vegetables down. They can't, they just, they're having a hard time starting with the food. They might start with fasting and you can start seeing some improvement for sure metabolically, you know, but for health reasons, you, you, you can't just fast and, and have poor nutrition. You, again, you can't out supplement, you can't out fast, you can't out essential oil, you can't out anything a poor diet. You, you've got to get your food right. It doesn't have to be perfect. But if you'll go back to those game changers we talked about and you'll target those, oh man, your body is going to change for the better. Okay, the last one, this is really number six on the lifestyle list, which is what brings it to 11 top health game changers instead of 10 is to get sun get some sunshine my friend you know how I love it I've done talked about the sun a lot of times that there's a whole podcast um, about your sun prescription you know so go back and listen to it but remember that sunlight is what helps our bodies it tells our bodies where we are in time and in space and relation in relation to the earth. You know, it's what sets our circadian rhythm, which is our internal clock. It tells us when to sleep and when to wake. It releases hormones based on the information it gets from the light or it doesn't get from the light. You know, it kind of anchors us in our day. You know, one of the best things that you can do, especially if you suffer from cortisol dysregulation, you know, adrenal fatigue, sleep issues, is to expose your eyes to morning sun as soon as you can because it helps signal our body to release cortisol appropriately throughout the day and to release melatonin or sleep hormone at night. So your body knows about, you know, 12 hours or so after it registers that morning light, it'll be time to, to release melatonin later for sleep. You know, and so if you can be outside when the sun rises or soon thereafter, and let that natural light hit your eyes. It's so good for your system. You know, I've shared here how I don't wear sunglasses when I go on my morning walk. Or even, you know, if I'm driving somewhere in the morning. Like I've said before, I think a lot of us, we out of habit grab our sunglasses when maybe, you know, it's not the strongest light of the day. I mean, that's not to say don't ever wear sunglasses. And when that light is really strong midday, you might need it. But, you know, in that that little softer morning light and evening light you don't really need sunglasses you know unless you do have really big adrenal problems um you can have some uh the adrenals partially 
are responsible for how our eyes um, take in sun, dilate and such. So that, that could be off. But for the most part, most people can handle a little, you know, natural early morning light and evening light. And if you will get both of those in your eyes, and if you could get some sunlight directly on your skin more midday, you know, that's, that's optimal. If you could do all of those things, that will so help set your circadian rhythm and really help your body um, reach homeostasis, that balance better. So do that. And also, you know, sunlight does help um, energize our mitochondria. Those energy makers in our cells. I love that. You know, I just, I love thinking of us, this idea that we're like solar beings, you know, that can be charged up by the sun. I love it. I love being in the sun. But our cells are meant to capture and hold sunlight. Okay, so those, those, that's it, folks, for that. But I do, before we go today, I thought I would share with you some of um, some of these, the steps and the supplements from the list that I talked about. So if you go and you download the list, or if it showed up in your inbox, if you're on my Sunday send out list, then you'll know that I, you know, I start this resource talking, just really listing out the game changers. I'm not going into, I'm not going into explanation and specifics about anything within the list, like I'm kind of doing here. It is literally a list. It's like, boom, 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 boom. These are the biggest game changers. These are the supplements I like for that. Here are a few lifestyle changes for these particular health issues we might be um, experiencing. And please, I do have to, I do need to throw this in here. And I did put this in the list that I am not a doctor. I am not a doctor. And so I am not sharing any of these with you as your cure. Um you know, your cure for a disease. I'm not trying to diagnose anybody with anything. And especially when you use supplements, you you really want to share that with your doctor because uh, you want the full context of, you know, especially if you are on other medications, you need to have the rich fullness of context of your health picture with every health professional you're working with. You know, as a nutritionist, I need to know what you're taking and your doctor needs to know what you're what you're taking. You know, the, the doctor's going to have a more complete picture in a lot of instances. So um, please remember that, that I am not a I am not a doctor. And I don't play one on the internet. But what I want to do is help best support your body nutritionally and help, uh, you know, help figure out root cause deficiencies of certain vitamins and minerals or amino acids or fatty acids, you know, that could really help boost your body to, um, to its best health. So that's what, that's what my job is. But these categories that are on the list that I cover are things like, you know, just general daily support, cold and virus support, digestion and bloating, constipation, um, what you need to look for if you have don't have a gallbladder, energy, adrenals, sleep, hormonal support, including what to use if your lady garden is dry. So I do have a link to that. So in this list, this resource list, I have links to everything 
um, shows you where to find the stuff so you can go and read about it yourself and decide if it's something that would be right for you as well. Um, so let's just, I thought I would hit just a few of the categories that I include there. Um, cold and virus support. So under that list, I have zinc, vitamin D, vitamin C, NAC, which is N-acetyl-L-cysteine, elderberry, um, and I think that's it. Well, I did include a, a kind of broad spectrum immune support blend um, and a binder from Cellcore. So I'll just touch on these, you know, very quickly. Again, on the list, it's just listed out. But, you know, for cold and virus support, um, you know, zinc's important. I think a lot of us know that is vital for immune system function. You know, it can inhibit the replication and activity of viruses. It can shorten the duration of colds. And there are several studies that show that sucking on zinc lozenges on the onset of symptoms can reduce duration of cold symptoms. So that's all very helpful. Now, um, and I also have done an entire podcast on zinc. So if you haven't listened to that, do that. And I also have a little self-test that you can do at home to help you determine if you are zinc deficient the zinc self-test. And so I have, will have a link to that also have a link to that in this list. And so you can, you get a little bottle of zinc and depending how quickly you can taste it will determine, will help you know if you need to perhaps include more zinc in your diet or supplementally. So zinc's important, you know, but you don't want to overdo zinc because that can throw you out of balance with copper. So I, you know, there are certain vitamins and minerals and I like to call, they act like frenemies. That's how I like to think of it. They're like frenemies, you know, it's like they need to be in balance with each other. And if one overpowers um, the other, then it will really throw you out of balance. And so zinc and copper are like that. And if you have too much zinc, then it can throw off your copper intake. So um, the amount of copper in your body. So you don't want to do that because they're both important minerals. So um, anyway, that is something that you can, again, do the self-test to help you kind of figure that out. Vitamin D, you also don't want to have too much vitamin D. It's wonderful um, for cold and virus support. And you can, you know, up your game a little bit when you, during that, when you're um, having if you have a cold or a virus or something like that. But, you know, on a daily basis, you don't want to over oh, overdose with vitamin D. You, you know, too much, you can have too much. And so I think vitamin D is something that you should be tested for, um, you know, probably once a year to make sure that your levels are between that 40 and 60 range. That's about where we want them. Um, you don't want to be too low. You don't want to be too high. You want to be in that Goldilocks area. And so uh, but vitamin D is wonderful. But, you know, the best way to get some vitamin D is to be out in the sunshine. Back to the game changers. All right, vitamin C, obviously, we know that's a powerful antioxidant and it can help strengthen your body's natural defenses. The NAC, the uh, N-acetyl-L-cysteine, is also an antioxidant. Um, so... You hear that a lot, you know, when you're sick, you need antioxidants. So what are 
antioxidants? Well, they're compounds that inhibit oxidation. And oxidation produces free radicals that damage cells. And that can happen from food, from stress, from environmental toxins. Um, One big food source would be from those inflammatory oils that we talked about, oxidation. So that's a huge reason to avoid them. But the antioxidants in our body kind of help counteract these free radicals. Um, So that is why they are important. And then the N-acetylcysteine, the NAC, is a potent antioxidant, and it's also a precursor to and essential for the synthesis of glutathione. Glutathione is the body's master antioxidant, okay? Um, Your cells use glutathione as a powerful shield against oxidative stress. So the the NAC can help uh, really boost glutathione levels as well. So that can be important, you know, all important during cold and virus issues. Elderberry, you know, a lot of us are familiar with elderberry being helpful. Um, The use of elderberry dates back as far as 400 BC with Hippocrates. You know, I kind of have this fascination with Hippocrates, the father of medicine. He called the elder tree his medicine chest. And the berries and flowers of elderberry are packed with, you know, antioxidants and vitamins, including vitamin C, that can help boost your immune system. And so those are all on there with links to suggestions of, you know, what you can use. I also have an immune support blend called Ultravirex that includes some of these things like C and zinc and vitamin A, but also compounds like astragalus and B propolis and uh, mushroom and just other important potent immune supporters. And then I've also included um, something called Virad Chem. It's a binder, Virad Chem binder from Cellcore. And it focuses on binding and removing radiation, viruses, retroviruses, and some other things from the body. So Cellcore um, has three binders. When we think of binders, we think of this, these formulations that go in and, and help bind up, kind of sponge up toxic material for more efficient removal from the body. And a binder that a lot of us are familiar with is charcoal. Okay, and I've, I have talked about charcoal here before and how I've used it. Now I'm really more leaning towards these binders from Cellcore. They have three different binders. Uh, one is called Biotoxin Binder, and it helps target specific biotoxins like mycotoxins from mold and ammonia and bacteria and parasites and other byproducts from yeast and fungi and viruses, all kinds of stuff. They had Virab Chem, which, like I said, helps focus on binding and removing radiation, viruses, retroviruses. And then they have HMET, which focuses on helping to bind um, heavy metals and environmental toxins. And so the reason that I... Um, using those more is because they work more systemically instead of just working within the gut. And they're very powerful. They get into the cells well. They do a really good job. Uh, They do their job well. And so I um, kind of rotate those binders in in my use, but I think that could be a helpful one, just kind of an add on that you could do. Um, And also, we have the Cellcore hydroxygen. It's one of the three amigos that you've heard me talk about. And, and I nebulize that and I've had uh, 
one of my my son who has you know some the breathing things that we're working on I have him nebulize that um, sometimes to just really help oxygenate the cells and get that in there real efficiently it also really wakes up your brain so it's not something that you'd want to do too late in the day that would be a morning or early afternoon activity to nebulize the hydroxygen you nebulize like one drop in, in water you don't want to do too much of that either Okay, so those are, that's all, you know, some cold and virus support all in the list. For energy, you know, um, I go back to some of these cell core products that I am loving that I have just seen be game changers. Um, they have an energy boost pack, which includes uh, the mitochondrial support, mito ATP, the cetine minerals, which are minerals for your cells and then the iodine okay so it's not the same as the three amigos but then I also throw in that hydroxygen um, for energy as well and use all of those you heard me talk about iodine last week in the podcast with uh, Dr. Thomas wasn't that fascinating <laughs> oh my gosh I've heard a lot of feedback from y'all like it's so fascinating it is it really really is but we talked about iodine and you know I just have to be very cautious. I have to be very cautious when I recommend any of these things. It makes me kind of nervous, actually, because this is serious stuff. I mean, when you take supplements, it goes in and changes your body. And so it is nothing to take lightly. And that's why I say be sure to uh, talk with your doctor about it. Um, and so, but I am going to, you know, caution you to be careful with iodine, especially if you have Hashimoto's or any kind of thyroid condition. Although like Dr. Thomas said, you know, um, iodine is what really helps the thyroid get better, but um, it can, it can affect people differently. And so you got to be careful with it. She suggested starting out really small. Um, this one that I'm using from Cellcor is really powerful because of the formulation, um, you know, the, the carbon technology that they use, the, the fulvic acids, all of it just makes it so much more efficiently get in the cell. And so it's, you know, you don't play around with this stuff, but like I told you, man, I had no idea how energizing iodine was. And so I'd already experienced some increased energy from the three amigos. And then I added iodine. I was like, you know, my brain really woke up. And so for energy, um, again, I'm going to go back to the game changers. If your diet's not right, you're eating a bunch of carbs and you don't have that leveled out with healthy fats and protein, this is not going to do it for you. You have got to have your diet right, the sunlight, all of those things, right, to really get your energy regulated. But this can be helpful, really helpful to get you over the hump and um, and, you know, what we use supplements for is to help build the body, body back up from where it might be deficient. So, you know, a lot of these things you don't necessarily want to take forever and ever. Amen. You, you want to go in and just help resaturate the cells where they might have been um, missing, falling short for a while and just help bring them back up to speed. And so, uh, you know, a lot of times the foods that we eat or stress deplete our body of these important nutrients and so if we can help bring our body back up to speed by supplementing for a while that can just mean 
a lot more energy, mean everything. Um, what I have experienced or seen people experience with some of these, with the the mito ATP and the CT minerals, is that it can it can kick off a detox reaction because when you remineralize your cells and when they, it's it's like again I think of a factory or like a machine just like eking out trying to move its gears and then you oil it up and it's like boom 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 then it starts working you know it just like kicks into gear and it's can be like whoa and and so going from just having these cells that are just you know to really kicking into gear and and things start working again like your detoxification system you know kicking that back into gear it's like oh I have all the I have all the parts I need. I have all the minerals and the vitamins and things I need to work now and things start working better. In a, you know, weirdly, it can make you feel worse for a while because things start working again. Your body can start fleshing out the the toxins more efficiently. And so when that happens, it can make you feel kind of icky. But so, you know, these are good things that can help give you energy, but they it can also um there can be that that transition period where it might be kind of funky. Um, and so then the other thing um, that I've kind of switched gears on how I'm working, and I've included this on this resource list, the master wellness and supplement resource list that we're talking about here, um, is how I address the adrenals. So with the adrenal glands, and, and you know what we're getting more now information is that we got to start with the mitochondria. We've got to make sure that the the energy makers within the adrenals are able to do their job. You know, is the factory, are the gears working in the cells, you know, are they working? And that's kind of the first place to start. So that's what I would start with is, you know, the, the energy boost pack or just the three amigos. And then um, if you still need support for the adrenals or in addition to then I've got some other add-ons in the list here like um, the adrenal cocktail have you heard of this the adrenal cocktail you can either take it in a capsule or you can actually make a drink it started as a drink the adrenal cocktail and um, the one that I like comes from the whole journey website and I've linked to it in the list and the things I'm talking about today y'all will also be in the show notes it's just not going to be the complete list that I'm talking about that you know that you can get separately I'm just kind of hitting some some of the highlights here um, but I have all the links to all of these things in the master list but the one I like like I said comes from the whole journey and it is a little drink made of fresh squeezed orange juice and cream and collagen and salt and those components together can really help nourish the adrenals make them feel safe do you know have a little rest restorative abilities but you can also get that in a in a capsule um, which would include like a vitamin c potassium and salt um, so if you don't want to use the drink um, then you can use the capsule and then you could also layer in some kind of adaptogen you know adaptogenic um, blend of herbs to help the adrenals and so I've linked to one that includes um, you know ginseng and ashwagandha holy basil rhodiola some vitamin c you know kind of a blend of those things that can be helpful for the adrenals um, but I would start with the 
supporting the mitochondria first and then move into that. Anyway, that is definitely where we'll stop. And if you want the complete list, like I said, you can go to the christiannutritionist.com backslash master list. You know, I've never done a podcast exactly like this where I'm just boom, 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 laying it out. But I feel like I repeat myself a lot, you know, in these podcasts um, about the oils and about the sunshine and about all these different things. But then I came across this this Bible verse the other day from Philippians 3, 4. It says, so brothers and sisters, be glad in the Lord. It's no trouble for me to repeat the same things to you because they will help keep you on track. And I love that. That was Paul um, from one of Paul's letter to the Philippians. And so it was just that reassurance to me, you know, it's no trouble for me to repeat these same things. And I hope that you receive them out of love, knowing that I'm just trying to keep you on track. And I know that we can know some of these basics and, and not do them and just let them fall by the wayside and want to go for the supplements or something easier Um where we just, you know, kind of forget all these foundational needs for our body. And I just don't want to let you forget those. So I'm here to remind you to keep you on track. And I hope it's helpful. I'm so grateful for you. So grateful to spend this time with you from my closet. Thank you so much for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week. And I will talk to you soon. Remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.